Welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today, I'm joined by Aeneas, Jakob, and Pradeep to discuss the topic of all things agile and all things not agile. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Pradeep, we're going to start with you. Thank you. Yeah, hi all. It's Pradeep, and I'm working as a product manager in InPay and Agile. And in my role of open banking product manager role at InPay, I'm lead development launch of successful open banking payment product is also include you know product strategy understand the customer need what exactly customer wants and then prioritize those uh, needs from the customers in terms of features and epics to agile way of working and this uh, and i'm here because I'm, I'm really like and i'm passionate about this agile topic and uh, and i'm here why because i want to share my experience on agile way of working and uh, what I'm looking forward is to explore from different angles and listen to other industry experts' uh, view on Agile experience. Yeah, Sounds great. And it's uh, fantastic to have you on today, Pradeep. Thank you for being here. Jakob, over to you to next. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Jakob Czeswowski. I work for Danfoss, a company that's building a lot of hardware, um, but... Um, we are also having some uh, software stuff that um, I'm working on as an Agile coach, primarily on the product called Allsense, which I really like personally and professionally um, because we try to do two things that are really awesome for this world, hopefully, that is prevent food waste and help supermarkets save energy. Uh, I think it's hard to argue that these are not purposes worth, uh, you know, striving for. So... Um, this is what I do for 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 you know daily. I love software. I used to be a developer. Um, it's you know never-ending journey. Super awesome uh, on all fronts. My goal for this conversation would be to give our listeners a bit of hooks and maybe anchors that you know they could research and maybe learn more on their own. One disclaimer for everybody: I'm just one more guy trying to make sense of this chaos. You know, cult life. I'm not some kind of, you know, guru or whatever that I know answers to everything. I'm going to just give you my perspective on how I tackle um, complexity. And, you know, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. That's all we can ask for, Jakob. And thanks again for being on today. And last but not least, Aeneas, over to you. Yep. Well, thank you, Sam. So, yeah, my name is uh, Aeneas Hilt, and uh, I joined this podcast uh, basically in the hopes of just uh, getting a lot of good input, but also having a chance of kind of sharing a lot of good input. So, yeah. So my, my professional background is, uh, is, is some, uh, some uh, well, basically a lot of consulting, I would say. Uh, and I've been through the entire development life cycle. So I actually started 
in quality assurance uh, and then kind of went through analysis and uh, ended up working with uh, with uh, strategy so um that's also what i bring to the table when i when i join a project as an uh, an agile coach or scrum master or something like that uh but uh, most recently i've been employed as a product owner uh, but uh, currently basically yeah, looking for for new opportunities so so yeah if if i sound sort of reasonable in my my argumentation and so on then uh, feel free to give me a call right <laughs> but uh, but yeah so just uh, you know happy to join here happy to get some input from uh, from people that i don't know uh, but uh, yeah Love that. You've got to get the plug in as well. And yes, uh, no, fantastic to have you on, my friend. Uh, really excited about uh, this this podcast today. Uh, now that we've established a context around each of you, we'll move into the topic and focus. You each have a question around the topic, which is all things agile, or all things not agile. And as usual, we'll work our way around the room to pose your questions and the reasons behind it. And each of you will have an opportunity to give your expertise on the situation. Now we're starting a different way. With my question, I wanted to find out what everyone in the room today thinks Agile means. And they've even pressured me into giving my thoughts on what Agile means. So that'll be coming up soon. But Pradeep, we're coming to you again first with that one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Uh, for me, Agile, I would say it's a people and collaboration. And everything else can be built around it. Or, so what does that mean is... Uh, once you process or progress through the agile adoption journey, you will start to realize that it's not only the process, it's more than framework. So usually framework uh, can give us better outcome and better result. But beyond that, uh, framework like Scrum or Kanban, it, it's a, which don't scale, it's a more than that. So to achieve anything on agile, it's better to start understanding the people. So it's about making a relationship and creating an environment where people see, people feel get inspired and motivated. So for for work work needs to be fun and maybe more collaborative and rather than you know so as a team I would say in the end that uh, agile for me it's like a people and collaboration. Fantastic, love that. Uh, Anais, we're coming to you next. Yeah, sure. And uh, and I think actually Pradeep, you are you are a good deal of the way here, <laughs> mentioning just the people and collaboration. Uh, and also think that that just mentioning fun in there is actually also something at least that that it's very meaningful to me. Uh, you know, making sure that it's actually fun to go to work on a daily basis and making sure that everyone is actually heard. So uh, I also that and that's kind of the main uh, addition I would have to to Pradeep's uh, input here is that 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 making sure that uh, kind of setting the scene for efficient decision making and, uh, and efficient development and making sure that you have the end user in mind uh that's uh, that's that that is uh, the main point and main thing about agile to me um yeah excellent and last but not least jacob so one thing that i would like to thank the you know uh, creators of the chat gpt for is that they created new buzzword so we don't need to you know beat the the old horse for you know forever you know um, talking about the agile and all that you know fuzzy stuff because um, I think that for quite some time it was so fuzzy that people couldn't really even agree on you know what do they mean with that um, and I think that maybe the the question like what is agile to you encourages people having their own definition which is fine I guess but dear people one thing um, that we need to remember. In terms of software developer, uh, sorry, in terms of software development, agile means a specific thing. 
you know, there's been a bunch of guys, you know, in 2001, I think, or 2000 that made their, wrote the, the Agile manifesto. And there is a specific set of values and principles, um, uh, right there. Right. And, you know, um, I, I think that there were a bunch of smart people like Ken Beck or Martin Fowler or Robert Smarton, people I, you know, follow, they're like, whoa, you know, super, super awesome, um, smart people. So. Dear managers, I said, if you are listening, I said, there will be some actions or takeaways, you know, uh, for you. So takeaway one, action one that you can do, you know, at home, I highly, um, recommend Google agile manifesto. There are just, you know, um, four values, four sentences, very short ones and 12 principles. I think it sets the stage pretty, uh, pretty nicely. Uh, one funny thing that I wrote it down because, you know, I think she was just so awesome. There's this guy called um, Dave Snowden. He's the guy be, be uh, behind the Knefian, um framework, like complexity theory, blah, blah. Um, but he said a really awesome thing. I hope I'm not butchering what he said, but he said that once there, the, the certification thing became a business around Agile is when, you know, everything just went wrong. And I think that, you know, I hold some certificates, you know, myself, but I think there is it's just worth emphasizing that there is a core that everybody can, you know, um, um, just read up and, and get to know relatively fast. Um, and one a more analogy I, I wrote is, and I had to actually Google it. It's called exegesis, I think. So the, the study of religious texts. So I think we have less of this concrete, you know, agile principles compared to the gazillion articles that have been built on top of it. And, you know, it's there, it's just waiting for us. So, uh, people, if you want to, to, to get into the depths of, of, of that stuff that's behind the buzzword, Agile Manifesto will be a good starting point. Love that. You heard it here first, people. Managers go out, actions from Jakob. Uh, and as you've got your hand up there, you wanted to add something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just, you know, an observation here. And uh, actually I, I totally agree with what, uh, Jakob is saying and, and Usually when we had new consultants coming in back where I used to work, you know, then, then, uh, at some points, someone would grab a hold of me and say, Hey, what's all this agile thing. Right. And, uh, and, uh, where do I go to get a good scrum master course? And, and I don't know what I was like, hold on, hold on, on chill. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just take it back to the basics. As you're saying, Jacob, right. Go to, go to the agile manifesto, go to the scrum guide, go to some of the simpler text and kind of just understand the basis of the framework rather than, you know, uh, starting out with a skilled agile framework, even though that's, that is definitely a good way of, of making money. <laughs> then I would say, get a hold of the basics first before you just start building, building complexity on top of it. So yeah. Fantastic. And I suppose now is the dreaded part where I have to try and give my, uh, summarization on, on what agile is. I suppose as a non-technical individual, I've spoken with a lot of people around it and, and done some podcasts on Agile uh, or been a part of them, not more from a host perspective. But for my thinking, seeing Agile would be perhaps to increase speed of efficiency when doing something from a software development basis. But I understand that it's more of a framework and principles that allow engineers, software developers to be retrospective and provide accountability, I suppose, um, in the way they do things. I hope I'm not too far off that. I know Jakob's got something to add here. Yeah, and you know, it's also worth appreciating the historical context of this, you know, how software development used to be in 90s, even though I'm too young to be a software development in the 90s. 
a software developer in the 90s, sorry. Um, but you know, um, the, the, the process was famously just bloated. Um, and that's why, you know, in early 2000s, it's been such a shock for people to, to just, you know, uh, find out the better way. And, you know, once you know that the historical context also maybe things get a little bit more, uh, they click in. Love that. Well, guys, I think it was a great start to the podcast and we're now going to come to Pradeep's question. Uh, nice and simple one. So it seems. How do I sell Agile? And Pradeep, I know you've got some context um, to give both the listeners, but uh, Jakob and Nias too. Yeah, sure. So so my, my idea behind is as a product manager. So I work with uh, fantastic people here and also then in my history past where I work with a group of people who are great, but uh, sometimes it's uh, don't want to change. So it's sometimes I feel constantly on the day, daily basis I'm selling a child. So it's, it's really difficult. Uh, so I, I'm not sure how. So that's why the background, how do I convince or how do I sell a child? Sometimes include myself, <laughs> it <laughs> seems. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Aeneas, we're coming to you first with this one. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So yeah, I would say that uh, that, that, that at least uh, according to my experience, it would usually be the IT department or, or developers or, or someone like that who would kind of push for, for Agile because, you know, that's just at least the historical reasons, right? But but uh, I feel it's fantastic that you, and at least in your position, uh, wants to to get more agile. And I don't know whether or not uh, you should actually do the active selling part. But what I kind of would recommend or, or think to myself, at least, is to to try and get some uh, some uh, input from from the outside. Either getting a seasoned uh, agile coach to, to come in and 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 just. Try something new. Also, just maybe if you have Scrum masters or Agile coaches, try switching them around in the organization just to 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 get some new eyes, basically, on what's working and what's maybe not working. Uh, and in the end, I can just you know recommend uh, trying to to read up on on I would say atypical uh, Agile methodologies, something like that. You know, I've I had a great time reading the the Lean Startup, for instance. Uh, even though I, I'm not entirely sure that I'm ever going to put it into practice, uh, all of it at least, but just getting all these various ways of, of doing things differently and then bringing them kind of into your organization's uh, uh, type of Agile, right? Uh, that, that at least to me is something that you can then use later on to actually sell that, hey, I've made this measurable. I'm, I'm able to kind of give evidence to to the fact that that this is working and uh, we're actually getting more agile uh, yeah does perfect that make sense, sense. yeah perfect makes sense <laughs> cool. thank you fantastic Jakob do you got anything to add um I will continue my path towards the essence uh hopefully maybe um so I will risk a statement and the risky statement is I don't think agile should be sold um, because I don't think that agile is even a goal, um, because like asking people if they want to be more agile is like asking people, do they want to be more deliberate? Uh, yes, of course. Right. Who doesn't want to be more agile, more deliberate, better, uh, faster, whatnot. Right. So this is just a means to an end, right? And the end of, of, of each business is probably to bring value to people and make some money on the way, hopefully, maybe. Um, I had a chance to meet a gentleman called Joachim Soon, who is one of the guys from Spotify, ex-Spotify right now. Um, um, 
he was one of, of the people that was contributing to the Spotify model. And basically, I really liked what he said. Because we as scrum masters, coaches, managers, whatnot, we bring um, principles or we bring values or bring, we bring methodologies um, and so on and so forth, right? And we use some of our judgment to say, well, this will work better than something else, right? Uh, for example, um, it will help us ship faster. Right? Well, like if we make iteration cycle shorter, for example, right? Um, but you, as a developer, you don't have to love this idea. You don't even have to like it. But what Joachim said, what was really powerful, is that it is on you then to provide an alternative. If you think that all these funny ceremonies or ceremonies, sorry, that we bring with Scrum um, don't add value, okay, what would be an alternative that would help us ship faster, for example, if that would be our goal, right? Um you don't like writing tests up front, fair enough. What's the alternative to keep our quality high? Um, then it's on you. That's my best take on this, right? I read the book. I believe the book. Uh, I think there is also some evidence to this, blah, blah, blah. Action. I promised actions. There's going to be more actions. Next action here. Uh, there is this guy called Dave Farley. I really, really, really like the guy. He, he, he wrote a book called Continuous Delivery back in the day. Really awesome stuff. And he gives example of getting more scientific about measuring the progress uh, pro process uh, and, and our interventions. So he outlined two um, factors here that we can take into consideration. Throughput, throughput and the stability. When we talk, for example, about software development such, it's not about business and so on, but let's let's focus on the software development. And one of the heuristics that he proposes is that, okay, fine, does your intervention increase stability or throughput? that we have as a team. Um, and same heuristics could be probably applied to business. So I'm a big fan of just talking about, you know, how do we ship? You know, let's talk about software. Let's not talk about Agile. Agile is here to help us, but you know, let's let's build some software. So that's that's my take on it. Got it. Thank you. So so if I have to conclude, so what I can take away from this, our discussion is just is to don't, basically don't force Agile uh, into the product management or the, into your organization rather or to be a very in short it's agile is a mindset rather than framework if i consider that way so it will be easy to sell and it is easy to implement yeah i mean yeah. pretty oh i mean yeah could be got something to add a question is it a necessary you know uh, addition to what we're doing maybe it is i mean hmm. not right i think this is also a good question Deep, if you got any thoughts on your own question, I mean, how you must have thought how you would look to, to, to sell it or how have you done it in the past? Yeah, in the past, yes. So in the past, also, we have done a different way and different way of teams, you know, combinations. And also, everybody has gone through the agile training and certificates. So everybody understand and working on the same. So we started with the safe essential, then moving to the higher and then moving to full scale. So we take step by step. And how we move from waterfall to agile so yeah it's a step-by-step -step journey and it took almost uh, i would say six months to completely migrate from waterfall to agile but things things change because you know agile is you know daily change and it's a day-to-day -day. it's learning by doing i guess definitely and yes over to you yeah yeah and then uh, that might this uh, this is actually more of a uh, you know just because i'm curious because uh, pradeep you mentioned that you're working in, in you know within the safe uh framework here 
So do you actually feel particularly agile? And then this might be a bit controversial, but uh, but yeah, just, just off the top of my head, because uh, I at least myself have, I would say, uh, some thoughts uh, towards the, the safe uh, framework in, in its total. But but yes, it would actually be good to hear from someone who, who, who is working with it on a daily basis, and especially as a product manager, I would say. Yeah, so... Nah. In previous organization where I was working with Nets, there we were working as a safe agile. So, and here we have recently, you know, start means we are working agile, but our own definition. So it's a not we are following the agile methodology, but it's a different way of combination of team here. Like we have a product manager, and uh, and then we are I'm leading a team of five developers and the QA, and so so we don't have Scrum master as such. And we don't have product owners, so it's a difficult, com- different way of combination of where I was working before. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we just started the journey of uh, I can say agile here in new organization. Sure, sure. Yeah. And then, then, then just to to kind of close down my own questions, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, then I would definitely just uh, just just the push for actually getting a an agile coach in there because uh, you know I think I think that would be a good way of just sparring and maybe also uh, not selling but but at least getting more agile uh because you mentioned you don't have a scrum master but yeah cool yeah and we have some uh, external consultant who's as working as agile started just recently agile coach but not full-time fantastic yes okay it's it's a journey right yeah Yeah, it's uh, a journey yeah (laughs) good it never ends no (laughs) i love that well guys thank you pradeep for a great question I think we're going to move on to the next one now, which is Aeneas. Aeneas wants to know from you guys and for the listeners, what's the most peculiar agile scrum team constellation that you or the roles you've encountered in the wild uh, and did it work? And I know you've got a bit of context for us here. Yes, 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 I do. I do. Uh, And that's basically because, you know, I've been through uh, all sorts of different roles, right? And during my my, my time as a consultant, uh, and, you know, at least uh, I would say, the original birth of uh, of uh, of agile you know that was, back then it was very development uh, focused but you know in more recent days at least if you read the scrum guide and so on then then it is actually supposed to be kind of implementable in the uh, in in non development context so i just want to hear kind of whether or not you have uh, experienced anything like that or maybe if you within scrum teams have had uh, atypical roles in there right so uh, i myself have been a BA slash quality assurance slash scrum master sort of hybrid, uh, but uh, but 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 <laughs> that may have worked. I don't know, but uh, some some places you might it might make sense to have a lawyer in there, you know, so something something like that. Anything that you have experienced? Great question, Jakob. Over to you first. Um, so I initially uh, understood the question as trying to find out some anti patterns of of the of the team setup. Um, which I definitely experienced, you know, out there in the wild, but also I don't want to like deride the setups or people because I think everybody's trying their best. And, you know, um, sometimes this is the way it is because of external circumstances or people just don't know better. What I want or could speak to is, and here's the action also, you know, there's gotta be an action for the whoever is in charge, you know, uh, that's listening um, here. Um, So I think, again, I might be boring, but, you know, going back to basics, there are simple rules and guidelines 
for setting up your team, right? Like the team as such is able to solve the problem at hand, has everything that it takes to, to solve it, right? And things like that. And again, I've seen many times that people didn't read scrum guides and you know, the answers are there. And what I think, hashtag very personal opinion, what is great if we could all start with the de default, you know, what the book says, let's do it. And only, only, only when we fail, let's start mutating and, you know, adding stuff to it because we are all, you know, bunch of snowflakes. I, I feel sometimes like everybody is different. I have all those special needs and all that, but um, maybe we do, maybe we don't. But I think that this step is often missed. One thing also, dear managers, if you're listening to this, um, there is this, you know, if you read um, Scrum Guides, this the statement that, you know, the team needs uh, to be able to solve a problem at hand. So, dear managers, do you create teams and environments that can solve those problems without having to, you know, communicate with gasoline, other departments, teams, sub-teams, and so on and so forth? So, even if you're a manager, read Scrum Guides. It will take five minutes of your lifetime. Well, 15, sorry. I mean, five if you're a quick reader, but 15 minutes. And, you know... Um, let's, you know, stand on the shoulders of the giants. I mentioned some smart gentlemen that, that signed the Agile Manifesto. They've been in the business for a while. Maybe some people have been coding. Actually, some people have been coding before I was even born. Uh, so, and I'm old, hopefully, uh, maybe not that much, but it's still, um, you know, they've been in the business for a while. So let's just listen. You know, not everybody needs to be the, the, the next creator of the awesome, you know, framework. Sometimes it's just about being humble and saying, hmm, all right, we'll give it a shot. Honestly, you know, like, like for real, that they'll, they'll be, they'll be cool. So that's my five cents on, on weird team setups. Maybe I don't know this answer the question. Maybe it's a bit of a rant, but that's been in me. So I decided to share with the world. Sure. I set the scene for that. So I'll have to take the, the blame right now. <laughs> it's good. Diego. Yeah. Love that. Pradeep, over to you. Have you got anything to tell that? Yeah, um, uh, so for, for what I, what I, what uh, Jacob has mentioned, it's, it's absolutely I agree with him. So, but in typical agile, is a, actually it's a cross-functional team and with a group of ten or less than the people, including product owners. So, the best setup is the agile team, scrum master, and product owner. Anything other than this, if one of them is not present, so it can be anti-pattern. I would say. And yes, I, I myself has uh, see the player the, or play a role in, in as a proxy product owners. I'm not sure if you heard. So I play a role and that works really well in previous organizations. So I worked as a proxy product owner between meaning between the agile team and the product owner as a kind of BA or a solution. So that works really well. So product owner just passed the information to me and requirement to me. And then I, uh, I was the one who just talked to the team helping the fine-tune and this work, working towards the solution and fine-tune the requirement more. And down the line, we think that now we are more mature. So, and then that we kill the proxy product owner concept and I, my, I myself moved to the product owner. So this was the one. And uh, another anti-pattern, I would say that we are, we are missing a scrum master at all. So, so we have a product manager and directly agile teams. So we don't have product owners and scrum masters. So ideally that is another pattern and this didn't work because either you have, you should have 
you should definitely have Scrum Master. So without that, it's really difficult to 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 work on Agile. It's not only about that; uh, it's a role, but Scrum Master is more than role. It's a play. It's help to the guide, to the team, help to guide to the product managers and POs as well. Motivate the team. So it's a it's a full time job or full time responsibility as a Scrum Master as well. So these are the my two key inputs i hope i hope it makes sense absolutely absolutely and i totally agree uh so yeah yeah have you got your hand up before we go to an i forgot i took a note of something that i found out that's also very important to say that dear managers again i'm gonna you know uh, ask for your attention please don't like listen to what we say like 100 percent you know and apply it uh because there are cases where you don't want a scrum team that can solve all the problems and so on and so forth because maybe you know you're making a medical software or you're doing some you know airplane stuff you know uh, software that you know we don't want you to iterate while we're flying on uh, maybe if you're into computer games and you sell your game once it's officially launched, you could argue you could make do Scrum or we have this in a, in a Scrum setup, but historically it's not like that. So I don't think this is also, you know, silver bullet for everything. And, you yeah. know, maybe you don't need a Agile team all the time. <laughs> it's a great add-on. And there's over to you to kind of give a perhaps a conclusion and an answer to your own question. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I would say that uh, that uh, much of what you guys are saying is uh, is kind of feeding into to my own, I would say, interpretation and so on. So, so it all kind of makes sense. And especially when it comes to adding, I would say, different layers, just you know, adding complexity within the Scrum teams, that 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 can be you know uh, a huge uh, no go. Um, so just to 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 mention a couple of uh, of the weird constellations that that I have kind of met. You know, I kind of mentioned it in the in the question, but but it is at one point at least in time I had like three or four caps on, right? Uh, both being a proxy product owner, that that would mean uh, writing the requirements, but also being the tester while also having to facilitate all the Scrum uh, events like a Scrum master and so on. So that uh, all in all was was a very suboptimal role, I would say. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, from experience here. But um, but then again, you know, also see that that in in some cases it would actually make sense uh, to to have some of the more atypical variations here. So, for instance, uh, at one point we had an an operations employee, actually a call center employee, sitting in our team, who would also act as a tester. Uh, and in that case, you know, that was the the person who were one hundred percent on board with what was actually going on with the with the, the end users and the customers, and when they were calling in, we had basically a hotline, right? So, so but that would be that was actually a, a very effective way of making sure that we had the 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 end user collaboration within the team rather than you know the typical I'll say product owner is sort of supposed to be everything at once, right? Um, so so that 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 to me uh, is something that worked, um, even though I at first was like what. <laughs> um, and then in the end, uh, just adding in, then uh, I've actually, uh, in, in my time within strategy and, and management consulting, I've also done uh, used uh, parts at least, or maybe even the entire uh, Scrum framework for, for, for writing tenders and so on. So um, that, and then and maybe in those cases, uh, the, the sprints were one or two days, uh, <laughs> something like that. Uh, because stuff has to have to move move fast, 
but um, but it, it kind of made sense to just scale it down actually and then just have a very small uh, team and then just work very incrementally uh, and continuously kind of just align with whoever had to kind of be in charge or be the one accountable for for the for the the, the whole process uh, where we're at and what we're missing and kind of what's the story and so on so so I definitely think that that and I kind of also as, as Jacob's saying that that this is a very simple set of principles, basically. So, and and you can apply them more than one place, and and especially more than in just development. So it's just a, a question of being, um, I'll say, creative, but but please not too creative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fantastic, and a great question in this. We're on to our last question of the podcast, guys. Um, Jakob's question. He wants to know, how do you know if you're actually helping? In other words, how do you know if your actions have a real positive impact on your microcosm instead of just being neutral or negative? And Jakob, I'm going to come to you as we have with all the others for some context. So I don't get me wrong, you know, with all this like questioning of <laughs> all that I like post-its. I like agile methodologies. I like my job. It's great, right? But it can definitely like go south sometimes when it's more about holding hands and and putting post-its on the wall and you know just doing weird stuff that people just roll their eyes and say oh my god you know where's people around um so how do you know that your interventions are actually helpful and not just stuff that people forget in today's or maybe even how do you know you're not making the situation worse than it is? A great question. And Pradeep, we're coming to you for first of this one. Yeah, definitely. It's a really great question. So um, for this, I would say that uh, I will measure this as a, together with the team if we are achieving the results and creating a value for our customers and on also the business side of the company. So it is important element to justify the if it is help really helping. And if your stakeholders are are not happy, then that the product probably it's not going to be more effective. So it means it's not working. So yeah, I would say that uh, yes, we are if we are achieving a result and creating a value for our customers. And second is if if uh, the team is self-organized, meaning the team is it's a there's an environment where team is self-organized and team is a member of themselves are planning and estimating their own task without. So which justify that you're, you know, you're, what you have contributing is helping towards the team. So sometimes it happens that even I don't participate in planning, but team is really themselves do the sprint planning and uh, start even start the sprint. So those, yeah, that, that I would like to share that, yeah, if I would say that, yes, if definitely we are seeing some progress and achieving the results and our customers are happy and team is motivated and self-organized and they really make some difference. Thank you. Jakob, you got something to add, Pradeep? I have a follow-up question. How do we know that it is a team plus Scrum Master that made the, the difference uh, in the, the example you gave, Pradeep, not just the developers and the Scrum Master was just running around singing and just, you know, doing weird stuff? Sorry, it was muted. Yeah, you want to add? No, go first, Pradeep. Okay, go okay. First. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, together as a team, I would say that uh, together as a team, Scrum Master is meaning the team is feeling motivated and also that we having it, whatever the actions we have covered together as a team discovered in retrospective are also taken into actions. So because that retrospective is also a meaningful event or meaningful ceremony 
in this agile where together with the scrum master and team whatever that we have noticed and whatever we observe we are improving so it's like whatever feedback loop maintaining a continuous feedback loop with the help of team and with the help of scrum master make sure it's uh, very well understood and also the feedback loop is planned very well in the continuously and as you had your hand up you yeah, answered it well. i think actually I'll, i'll just keep it for my for my answer like in total uh, so in case that jacob has any anything to follow up uh, on pratip's follow up then no okay fine then uh, then then i'll just go next if that's okay so with you sam yeah sure in that case uh, then uh, then then you know in this situation where where the team is a, and together with the product owner is actually happy and just moving around holding hands uh, delivering on time and everything like that then then uh, i would actually say jakob then uh, then you are in a pretty good situation um and then then maybe just uh, for a second just uh, take a uh, you know a rest because then you have done a, a good job basically because in the end uh, i would say that that the whole goal of scrum mastering and agile coaching is actually to just help people get better uh, and help them collaborate uh, and facilitate the collaboration because i would say usually when it comes to people and they try to collaborate then at some point uh, things will go wrong <laughs> more often than not so uh, so uh, so yeah maybe just uh, wait for that to happen basically and that's actually also part of my uh <laughs> Part of my answer here, because I personally, I, I've uh, I've done a couple of uh, of scrum mastering roles and so on, and uh, and I would say that that the times where I've had the hardest uh, with not meddling in stuff is actually when things are going the best, um, because then you know you're like I feel super useless and invaluable, and don't feel feel like I'm I'm delivering any any sort of uh, of uh, of value to to the client, right? That's also being a, a, a consultant and then. But but then again, if everyone else, uh, all the other 10, 12, 13 people are delivering at the top of their capacity and and performing like crazy, then okay, then you're like the 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 10% slack that's actually okay. Uh, so so yeah, and then you know in case that this goes on for quite a while and you feel like okay now we've uh, been holding hands for for way too long, um, then I would say uh, see what you can do to actually push. Uh, and and make people and in this case I'm speaking most about developers make them even more aware about what sort of value that they are they are delivering in the end because basically the team's value and the, the value delivered by the team is also the value delivered by the scrum master uh, and you know it is a, it is a team effort so I would I would say kind of push for, uh, for 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 doing something new. That could be like uh, inviting uh, end users uh, to to the reviews. Actually, doing something you know to to make sure to close the gap between this sort of of, of development bubble and the real world. Just to 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 see, also for yourself as a scrum master, that what we are facilitating is actually making a difference in the world. That's excellent, Nayas. Thank you, Jakob. It's your time to to close with a conclusion. Maybe your own answer. Um. And yes, thanks for the uh, for the last thought because it triggered a, a quote I read in some book I don't remember which one, but it says, "Make yourself redundant," and that makes me think that I made a terrible career choice because I'm actively, you know, um, working every day to be fired. Uh, maybe on the uh, okay, maybe not in a, such a spectacular negative manner, but still, you know, I think that. 
maybe the greatest success is that we're not needed anymore. Um, and that would be awesome. Um, there is one thing, there's more actions. Can I, can I run action? I think it, it is a good one because, uh, it also made me think, uh, myself. Um, so dear people that build products, you can be a developer manager and so on and so forth. I made this comment that it makes sense to be deliberate in life. And this is like, though, of course. So when you think about your development process, what is one particular thing that is worth changing, improving, and how would you know you made a difference? This is the moment where you press pause, ponder upon life for half an hour, and then you can return to that, to the podcast. But I, I, but I mean it, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of important that, you know, we're not saying, oh, you know, we need to work better. Yes, of course. Uh, but what does that mean? And that question that I asked you, gentlemen, I realized at some point, like, damn, either I'm going to talk about some, you know, blah, blah principles that I'm not even doing, or I need to, you know, dig into what I'm doing at work to be, you know, um, honest, you know, with, with you and with myself. And two things that we do for real, for real, like, no fuzzy stuff is that we definitely look at the stability and throughput. I think the throughput is most important stuff for us at the moment. And I think this is easily measurable. And I think that sadly for now, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm participating in improving it, but you know, in the long run, you know, maybe happily I will not be needed. Another one that we do also for real, for real is that we have the subjective evaluation of the team. And I ask a simple question, are you happy in that in your team? to each, each member. And maybe that fulfills a bit of the role of a Scrum Master as well to make sure that people actually like the place that they work in and their problems are addressed. Um, so we look at things, or I look at things from the process perspective, but also maybe on subjective individual stuff. And uh, if you are listening and you want to improve stuff, uh, maybe this is also not too stupid to have those two kind of angles and then see you know, uh, if that, that makes a difference. But remember, it's good to know if you measure, or if you improve something by measuring, not many words, but wiser words. I don't think it needs to be measured, right? And yes, you've got your hand up there to add something to to something Jakob said. Yeah, well, it was basically just a uh, uh, a thing that I kind of forgot before because part of my answer would also kind of uh, to to kind of mention why I'm actually sitting as a product owner these days, um, because yeah, now and again. As a Scrum Master, you can feel a bit invaluable or, or maybe just redundant, right? And so, so actually, that was that was sort of the main reason why I took on this role. It was it was to to try and actually go into the real world and meet real people and and hear about the real issues out there, right? Uh, and and then that's something that I can definitely just uh, recommend to everyone who's uh, delivering software these days, right? To 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 just get their hands dirty, maybe not dirty as such, but but still talk to the real people, right? And then. Uh, and then it's like, well, of course, uh, stuff doesn't have to be this way, right? Uh, it's 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 really eye-opening, mind-boggling that we don't do that more than than what we do. Um, yeah. Excellent, guys. Well, that is us. We're we're out of questions today. What I'll ensure is um, to get some links from Jakob to the manifesto, um, to some of these books and and quotes that he's come through, so you guys can check it out. And 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 Jakob, you got something to add? Perhaps a closing statement. Yes, this closing statement is read the Agile Manifesto. Um, in case you haven't, you know, 
can't can't tell the message yet. But but I but 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 by reading we mean that you actually go to the page and you like look at the letters and you spend time putting it in your head. That's like I think reading uh, is and um, we should also do it uh, on a regular basis. So I you know I mean it. I think there's a bunch of, of good stuff there and it's worth um, just reminding ourselves of that. Sure. Uh, and yes. Yeah, now uh, uh, Jacob is uh, is slinging out references uh, here and there and books and I don't know what. Then uh, <laughs> then I just also wanted to kind of take an opportunity here to to maybe just uh, speak uh, from from the other side of, of kind of the fence um, because because uh, now and then, you know, uh, at least from an IC perspective, then we could kind of feel that, ah, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Uh, why don't we improve? Uh, we should all just kind of have continuous delivery, deployment, everything in there. Um, so, so it was, it would, was basically just to kind of, and also because it's, it's very funny reading, to be honest, uh, recently, uh, a guy called Ben Flubia, a uh, professor in, uh, in mega projects, he released a book called how big things get done. And I can really recommend that, uh, also to get kind of an understanding of what we can do in order to kind of push for even mega projects to get done in an iterative fashion. Uh, as developers, as scrum masters, as everyone, to also just use the terminology spent on on on, on the other side of the fence, so to say. So yeah, just uh, a recommendation also for for everyone else who couldn't who could uh, you know think about chiming in or listening to this. <laughs> Fantastic guys. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I really like to take this opportunity to thank Aeneas, Jakob, and Pradeep for not only providing fantastic questions. Um, but incredible insights as well. If you would like to get involved in one of the upcoming podcasts, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. We can do it via email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.